My name is Alexis Johnson, and I'm the host of the Poise Pen Podcast. Reading and writing are driving forces of our nation and serve as a foundation for learning, education, and interpreting the world around us. This podcast is designed to provide insight into topics related to literacy, creative writing, and diversity in literature. I'll be discussing a variety of literary topics that I hope will help you find enlightenment, inspiration, and awareness. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Poise Pin Podcast. In today's episode, I'll be talking about renounced author James Joyce. So James Joyce is arguably one of the most influential writers of the 20th century. So Ulysses, which is one of his key work pieces, challenged judicial rules for style and form, and it changed the landscape for modern literature in general. If you've ever read any of James Joyce's pieces, you'll know that Dublin, Ireland, is always the center of his stories for the most part. So he was actually born in the city of Dublin in 1882, but he later left for continental Europe when he was 22 years old, and he actually never returned back to his home city of Dublin. So he did live in various cities, including Trieste, Paris, and Zulrich, and he only sporadically went back home to visit Dublin, but he was still able to write very precise, detailed descriptions of the streets and alleyways that were in Dublin. So particularly in his piece, Ulysses, he said, quote, For myself, I always write about Dublin because if I can get to the heart of Dublin, I can get to the heart of all the cities of the world. In the particular, is contained the universe. So, Joyce's stories tend to resonate with everyone who reads them, as I guess can be said for pretty much any great author. So, although they may seem inconsequential, like merely events of a single day, his stories are universal. James Joyce published his first piece at age 18, and it was a review of Henrik Ibsen's dreamlike When We Awaken, published in 1899. So at this point, to write this novel, he'd actually learned some basic Norwegian, like basics of the language, so that he could write a fan letter to Ibsen. And so as was seen throughout his pieces, starting from his very first one to the ones later on in his career, um, the genesis of his literary ideas and innovative style are exemplified and carried on throughout his career, including in his early autobiography pieces like The Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man in 1904, and even into Ulysses and Finnegan's Wake in 1939. A trend that I've noticed a lot among authors who are now renounced in the present times, a lot of their work was not widely accepted when it was first published or was rejected for publication. Like I personally remember hearing that J.K. Rowling's first drafts of Harry Potter were actually rejected from multiple publishers, even though now we all know Harry Potter is like a household title and there's theme parks and tons of merchandise dedicated to it. I also remember when The Great Gatsby came out by Fitzgerald, I remember it was like widely criticized and then later on and even into modern times it's a highly praised novel. So relating that back to Joyce, his novel Portrait of the Artist was also rejected for its first publication, like in its first form. So instead of quitting he revised it into a novel called Stephen Hero, although that novel was later abandoned. But even so we can see how his work is evolving and like even though his first one was rejected, he's still like changing and changing his writing styles to make it more acceptable. And so the character in Stephen Hero was actually called Stephen Hero and he was an alter ego of Joyce himself. So the more Joyce wrote, um, Stephen Hero kind of evolved into someone called Stephen Dedalus. 
and who would later become the main character in Ulysses, along with Leopard, Leopold Bloom. So, Portrait of the Artist was rewritten into a Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, and it was actually published 12 years later after Joyce had originally written it, and it became Joyce's first published novel. So I think that the more Joyce continued to write and the more he continued to evolve with his novels, he was also like gaining confidence and evolving as a writer. And I think this was contributing to him being able to eventually write his masterpiece, Ulysses. So in Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, Joyce introduced the character Stephen Daedalus. And I think the name is actually based off of Daedalus, who was a craftsman, um, father of Icarus from Greek mythology. And so he used interior monologue to bring the reader into Stefan's developing consciousness. So stream of consciousness is basically when an author just puts an a, a character's thoughts and feelings like just as they are into the text and then the reader has to make sense of them. And so through the stream of consciousness that was exemplified in James Joyce's pieces, we're kind of seeing how he's developing as an artist and how he's able to pinpoint exactly what he wants to write in a more sophisticated style and form. So for James Joyce's novel Ulysses, while it has roughly 265,000 words, the events actually occur in, in a single day, and the date is June 16th of 1904. And so this book has a very unique structure. So it's kind of complex and it seems a little bit chaotic at first, but it's actually broken down into 18 episodes and it follows the story of Homer's The Odyssey. So, but in this book, Joyce, he uses like streams of consciousness to kind of take it to the next level with the final episodes. And he does like interesting things that you probably don't see too much in writers, like lack of punctuation. For example, the interior monologue of a character, Molly Bloom, is 4,390 words long, but it has like almost no punctuation in it. So many critics have definitely renounced Joyce's Ulysses, including famous author T.S. Eliot. So about the book, T.S. Eliot said, quote, I hold this book to be the most important expression which the present age has found. It is a book to which all are indebted and from which none of us can escape, end quote. As said by author William Faulkner, quote, you should approach Joyce's Ulysses as the illiterate Baptist preacher approaches the Old Testament with faith, unquote. So Ulysses is definitely a valuable piece to read, and if you haven't read it, I, de I definitely recommend checking it out or at least reading a summary about it online. So it really kind of ushered in the modernist era, and so he was like paving the way for other modern authors like Hemingway and Virginia Woolf and Faulkner to also be able to write in a similar style to him, like something more contemporary instead of the traditional style of writing. It's definitely a great book to read for any aspiring writers, and I definitely believe it kind of paved the way for other generations to experiment with the writing style that they felt was most comfortable to them or a writing style that they thought would be the best way to express their piece instead of just conforming to the traditional writing style that's been seen throughout the history of literature. So you may be wondering, what was James Joyce's direct influence on other writers? And so I can give you a few examples. For instance, William Faulkner uses a lot of stream of consciousness in some of his pieces, and I think it can be said that while he might not have like used Joyce's style like explicitly, he most certainly modeled off of it, and he was able to like take it as an influence and weave some of the 
trends that he saw Joyce do into his own stream of consciousness writing. We're also able to see James Joyce's influences in Gabriel Garcia Marquez's interior monologues, as well as Raymond Guinu's multiple tellings of the same story, but in different styles. So before I end this episode, I want to share my favorite quote by James Joyce. The quote is, The modern writer must be an adventurer. We must write dangerously. And this is a quote by James Joyce that was included in Conversations with James Joyce by Author Power. And so I really like this quote because I feel like it's something that James Joyce embodied himself, especially when he was a, mon a modernist writer in an era where modernist writing wasn't like the dominant style. So for him, writing dangerously would have been writing in a, a non-traditional style that kind of deviated away from the norm and deviated from what readers and critics were most used to reading. I also think that the quote could be interpreted as just writing whatever um, you'd like to write instead of just conforming to a certain style or like writing, I guess, a watered down version of what you would like to say. And so I think that's what he means by writing dangerously. So maybe something that wouldn't be widely accepted, but something that you still think is necessary to write. That concludes this episode of the Poise Pen Podcast, which features James Joyce. Be sure to check out more episodes featuring a diverse variety of authors. Also, check out the Poise Pen Project on the web at thepoisepenproject.com.